Hey guys, Kill Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. If you guys are brand new, I appreciate you stumbling along this podcast, however you found it, and I hope you enjoy. I'm a former struggling trader turned consistently profitable trader turned money manager turned trading coach, and this is a podcast that I do three times a week just not only sharing my development as a trader uh, and a person, um, but also hopefully delivering helpful hints and tips that will help you do the same. In today's episode, uh, I wanna talk about an article I just read called How to Develop Better Habits. And this is an article by Ryan Holiday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read through it and give you some of my opinions on it. But if you wanna read the whole thing yourself, I will certainly put the link in the show notes. But it's about 13 tips, I believe, on how to develop good habits, a positive routine. And um, I just think that's beneficial, not only in trading, but in life as well. And he starts off with saying, think small, really small. As the writer James Clear talks a, a lot about, the writer James Clear talks a lot about the idea of atomic habits. I actually have that book and I have not read it. Is that the same book? Yep, James Clear. It's a, on my to-do list. A good friend of mine gave it to me. Um, he says, an atomic habit is a small habit that makes an enormous difference in your life. He talks about how the British cycling team was completely turned around by focusing on 1% improvements in every area. That sounds small, but it accumulates and adds up in a big way. And this is very similar to a philosophy that I have called the Kaizen philosophy. It means the same thing, small, continuous improvements. And the Kaizen philosophy was adapted by the Japanese in saying that, hey, if we can become 1% more efficient each and every day, um, then eventually we will hit that maximum goal, that long-term goal of becoming a lot more efficient. And that's something that I've adapted in my life. Uh, I kind of have the motto or the mantra to, to win the day. I just try to win every day. I'm not really big on long-term goals. And a lot of people are big on, hey, you know, mark out your goals for 10 years from now, five years from now. And I, I do think that's important. You want to have an identity. You want to have an idea on what you want to achieve. But What's more important for me, for me is consistent daily actions, right? The, the, the tactics, the smaller pieces that are gonna make up that big goal. And if I can come in and win every day, become a little bit better as a trader, a little bit better as a, a husband, a father, a, a businessman each and every day, then I know that I'm setting myself up for success in the future. I know that something that turned my trading around was really limiting my, uh, my mistakes. And it was the same type of philosophy where I noticed that I was struggling with my trading mainly because of self-sabotage, right? I wasn't that bad of a trader technically, um, but in the trading psychology department, I, I really lacked. And I was doing a lot of things to kind of shoot myself in the foot. And I started going through and, and reviewing my, my, my trading records, and I noticed that I had a handful of mistakes. And I said, hey, if I didn't make these mistakes, well, I, I would be, instead of being in a negative, my account would be in the positive. And something that I, I did was instead of trying to kind of quit cold turkey and saying, okay, Akil, no more mistakes starting today, because that's kind of a, a big intimidating task. And you know, when we don't achieve those big intimidating tasks, we, we tend to get kind of uh, discouraged and we sink back into a hole. Um, I decided I'm just gonna get a little bit better. So if I were making 20 mistakes per month, right, which, which is probably around the number I was making, if I was making uh, 20 mistakes per month, my goal in January was to make 19. And then if I made 19 in January, that was a win. My goal in February was to make uh, 18, right? So make one less than the previous month, as well as not make the same mistake twice. And, and 
uh, before I, I, I know it or knew it um, by focusing on that really kind of small continuous improvements, I was able to eliminate the majority of the mistakes out of my trading, um, which flipped my trading around. Right. A funny story I always say is that I became so focused on the process and not the outcome that I didn't even realize what my P&L was was telling me. And, and I got a I remember one month I got a, an account statement from my broker and I emailed them back saying, I think you sent me the wrong statement because, uh, you know, this has a positive number at the bottom instead of a negative one. Um, so you can just tell how shifting that focus can work over time. The next category, he says, is create a physical reminder. A physical totem can make the habit or standard you're trying to hold yourself to um, more than an idea. Right. It helps a lot. Uh, the author and minister Will Bowen. Uh, has a simple system that helps people quit complaining. He provides each member of his congregation with a purple bracelet. And each time they complain, they switch the bracelet from one wrist to the other. This method is simple and straightforward, and it makes, e it, makes it easy to hold yourself accountable. Over my desk, I have a picture of Oliver Sacks. In the background, he has a sign that reads, No. That helped remind him, and now me, to use that powerful word. One of the reasons we made coins for uh, the daily, uh, no, I'll stop reading here, but so create a physical reminder, right? And by the way, this is my first time reading through the article. I like doing these things fresh. That way I can give you my kind of honest in the moment opinion without too much thought. Um, but I, I like the physical reminder. Um, I used to have a trader I worked with who had a rubber band on his wrist. And every time he made a mistake, boom, he'd pop himself with a rubber band and kind of associate physical pain with kind of psychological pain in the markets. Um, for me personally, around the house right now, we have a lot of reminders. I've got one when I come downstairs, my wife made it for me. Turn the alarm off, right? We had too many instances where we had got a brand new alarm system and it wasn't a habit to turn it off. And one of us would open the door and the alarm would go off and wake up the kids and everything would go crazy. So turn the alarm off, right? Change the heat. Um, a big one for me, right? If you guys follow me on the Twitter, right? Wednesday is my most important day of the week. It is trash day. I do not want to miss trash day, especially with kids that have diapers. Um, so I have a big reminder, trash day. Um, take out the trash or get yelled at by the wife. But more trading related, when I, when I first started trading, and, and I have notes all over my, my room. I have whiteboards full of notes. I have little um, pieces of paper um, with little sticky pads all over my notes reminding me of things. But when I first started trading, I printed out my entire trading plan and put it in the back uh, of my monitor. Um, it was on the wall and I would just literally look up and it would be just reminders of, of what to do, my affirmations on there, um, my trading philosophy statement that, that gave me confidence and everything down to my trading rules of what trades to take. And, and sometimes those, those just those little physical reminders that you can look at help keep you on track. So they can be they can be very powerful. Uh, trust me. Um, next one is lay out your supplies. When I get to my desk in the morning. The three journals I write in are sitting right there. If I want to skip the habit, I have to pick them up and move them aside. So mornings, so in the mornings, I don't move them. I write in them. That, that's a very good one um, because I try to plan my day the night before, right? So I have a, um, an organizer and I, and I write down kind of the million and one tasks that I want to complete each day and I kind of make it a game of how many I can, I can complete. But it is not yet a habit. Um, it is not yet a habit. It's something that I want to do. It's something that I do the majority of the time. But there are nights when I skip it and I feel real bad about it. So this is actually something that's going to help me. What I'm going to start doing from this moment on is I'm going to start leaving my organizer on my bed. 
right? Because I like doing it at night because it gives me kind of a, a motivation and, and a freshness to wake up the next day. I'm going to leave it on my bed. I'm going to leave it open. And I am going to write down. Uh, I'm going I'm to write down what I need to do each morning before I go to bed. It's going to be that quick reminder that, hey, it's there. It's open. Writing it. Um, something that is trading specific for you guys. Um, we have a, a pre-market checklist, kind of like a, you know, we, we all have a morning routine, a top-down analysis routine where you're you're going through your your charts and you're you're identifying key levels of supply, demand, support, resistance, um, and just reminding yourself of say what news events are out. Something you can do, right? Mine is not physical anymore; it's it's uh, electronic. But something you can do is have that be the first thing that pops up on your home screen, right? So the screen in which you would normally load your charts up, instead of having a chart on there, right? Have that pre-market checklist. So it's boom, it's right there in your face. As a reminder, I should do this before I ever start looking at any charts. Um, and that's something that will kind of start making it a habit for you. Um, so that's a big one. I like that. I just learned something new there. Next, piggyback new habits on old habits. In 2018, I kept telling myself I wanted to contribute more to my community or be more of service. When I heard about someone volunteering, I would say to myself, I'm going to start doing that. Um, and then, of course, I didn't do much of it afterwards. Then I listened to an interview by David Sedaris, who talked about how he likes to go on long walks and pick up trash near his home. I go for a walk nearly every morning. It's an ingrained habit that's part of my routine. Boom. I just added picking up garbage to my walk. This was easy because I, was, uh, because I had already done the heavy lifting of creating the first habit. Now it's harder not to pick up trash. So finding a habit that goes hand in hand with a previous habit. I think that's a, that's a cool one. Um, so I'm trying to think of a, an example right now that we use in trading. Um, but I would say this for someone going through course material, right? There, there, there's two parts of learning that we teach. There is the, the actual learning part through the courses. Then there's the practical application, right? And at the end of all the course videos, we always encourage you guys, Hey, head over to the charts and try it out. Um, but what some people do is they plan time to take, to listen to the videos, right? Or let's say you're, you're not a part of our, 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 training courses and you're just on YouTube, you take time to, to watch the YouTube video. You say, hey, I'm going to take an hour to Sunday to, to watch videos or watch training, but you don't do anything after it. Well, maybe split it in half. Maybe say instead of an hour to do some training, I'm going to take a half an hour to watch training. I'm going to take another half an hour to go directly to the charts and implement it, right? So you're adding something else already to that habit. I think that's a very good idea, especially if it's something that that something that it already takes a lot of energy to do. I think going for a walk is a great example, right? The hardest part of going for a walk is getting out the house. Once you're out the house, to add something onto that while you're already doing what you're supposed to be doing, not that big of a deal. Um, you can do the same thing for you guys that are um, maybe that don't take notes or don't journal during your analysis, right? Um, it's hard enough to dedicate a consistent period of time to doing analysis, right? Add on journaling to it. Um, that makes a big difference. Next, surround yourself with good people. Tell me who you spend time with and I will tell you who you, uh, who you are. Um, that was a good phrase by Jim Rohn. Uh, came up with that phrase uh, that we are the, uh, sorry, Jim Rohn came up with the phrase that we are the average of the five people who we spend the most time with. If you want to have better habits, find better friends. So this, this is very important. I actually did a podcast. I don't know if it's out already on this topic, but... Um, you are who you surround yourself 
uh, with. Um, I think the podcast I did was called Be the Dumbest Person in the Room, right? If you are the dumbest person in the room, that is usually a positive thing. It means that you are in a room with people who are either smarter or more accomplished than you, and that's going to be motivation for you to continue pushing forward. Right. I coach track and field. I'm assistant coach with the, the distance runners. And something our head coach always says is, hey, if, if you're slower than someone, try to latch on to the group. Right. Find someone faster than you and have them drag you forward. Right. There's a, a good chance that you'll follow. Them. Now, you may not be able to stay with them the entire time. You may drop off eventually. But for that period that you are with them. Right. You're going to get massive gains and you're probably going to end up with a better time. So. I know me personally, I spend a lot of time with people who are more accomplished than myself and, and just better than me. And I always leave feeling motivated, inspired, empowered. Um, one thing that it also does is it also takes away excuses, right? The, you know, I can't do this because of that. I can't do this because of that, right? Those people don't want to hear that. Those people have, have those people have found success off of finding solutions and not excuses. So um, it's a little bit embarrassing to try to make an excuse in a group of people that don't want to hear it. Right. When you're with your normal friends, they all buy into it. Yeah, I don't want to do this because of that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You shouldn't do that. You say that around a group of people that are, are good people, better people, motivational people. They, they want no parts of your excuse. They're all about finding solutions. So it's kind of that that positive peer pressure to help push you in the right direction. So make a habit to do that. And there's different ways you can do it. If you, if you can find people at work that are like that, um, do it. A friend of mine just set up a little mastermind group, not for anything specific. Simply, he just said, hey, you guys are you five people are people that motivate me. Um, let's meet up once. Uh, let's meet up once a week or, or once a month. We haven't figured out the dates on it yet. Um, and just just be in the same room as each other, right? No topic at hand, just be in the same room because we know magic typically happens whenever we all talk. Um, and, and that's something that we have to, we haven't scheduled it yet, but that's something that we're gonna create into a habit, into a ritual where every Tuesday night at this time, we will meet um, and we'll get the kind of that motivation and empowerment. Next is commit to a challenge. Um, this is one that uh, I'm not, not going to read the section on here, but this is one that I did last summer um, where I, um, I don't know why I did it. I, usually it's probably me being random, but I said, hey, I'm going to do like 3000 pushups in the month. Who's with me? And people kind of joined in. Um, and then there were some more challenges out there. And what happened was we were doing these pushups. And as we were doing them, people were recording themselves and posting on social media and sending messages. And it was just motivational. Right. You wake up in the morning, like after the first day. After the first day of push-ups, I was kind of sore, right? I thought I was a big man. I did like 100 the first day. Um, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be easy, right? 100 a day for a month, get my 3,000, boom. Um, the next day, because I haven't, you know, I, I lift, but I didn't do push-ups in a, in a while. I was pretty sore. And I'm like, you know what? I, I, I don't feel like doing it today. Um, and then lo and behold, right, I'm tagged on Instagram. I'm tagged on Twitter of uh, one of my trading buddies banging out, you know, 50 push-ups. Like, they got my 50 in for the day. Who's next? And I felt embarrassed. I also felt motivated. I felt inspired, right? So I, it was not only was doing it uh, motivating someone else, but it's holding yourself accountable and holding others accountable as well. So make a challenge, right? I always say for you guys that are struggling to make a, a daily routine in trading, right? Do it for 30 days straight, right? Wake up at a very specific time for 30 days straight. Do your top net analysis at a very specific time in a very specific way, right? For 30 days straight. If you could do that for 30 days straight, it's typically going to turn into a habit and it won't be challenging anymore. It'll just be a normal part of your routine. 
trust me, I'm not a fan of waking up five o'clock, 5.30 in the morning, right? It stinks, but when you do it every single day, your body gets used to it um, and now it's just a normal part of life. So make it a challenge. Find someone to hold you accountable. Say, hey, we're gonna do this for 30 days. Um, check on me, right? Call me each and every morning and say, hey, are you up? Something like that. Um, and I think you'll be a lot more motivated and more likely to get it done. Um, we're gonna skip this one, make it interesting. It kind of falls in the same categories, make it a challenge. He says, uh, it's all about the ritual. Um, professional dancer, a professional dancer had written about how every morning she gets up early, dresses and takes a cab to the same gym where she works um, out for several hours. This is how she trains and keeps herself fit. Um, yeah, so same thing we've been talking about, ritual, ritual, ritual. Once you do something for a set period of time, it becomes a ritual, becomes a routine, and you will adjust. Um, Going to skip the next one. It says it doesn't have to be an everyday thing, because I think in trading it does have to be an everyday, everyday thing. Um, focus on yourself. Um, yeah, this is cool. Um, it says, one of the reasons I've talked about watching less news and not obsessing over things outside of your control is simple. Resource allocation. If your morning routine is ruined because you woke up to CNN reports of another ridiculous Trump 2 a.m. tweet storm and you're going to have to uh, and you're going to have to use the energy or, or use the motivation on, on making the right. Well, I think he has an error here. Let's let's try it again. If your morning routine is ruined because you woke up to a CNN reports um, of another ridiculous treat uh, treat. Last time, sorry guys, here we go, unprofessional as usual. If your morning routine is ruined because you woke up to CNN reports of another ridiculous Trump 2 a.m. tweet storm, you're not going to have the energy or the motivation to focus on making the right dietary choices or sitting down to do the hard piece of work. I don't watch the news. I don't check social media much. I don't stress about everything going on in the world, not because I don't care, but because there are all sorts of changes I want to make. I just believe that these changes start at home. I want to get myself together um, before I worry about what's going on in Washington, blah, 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 blah. And this is simply control what you can control, right? A famous story I heard from my trading mentor, my good buddy, Jason Stapleton, was when he was in the military, a guy say winners win, where they were out in Iraq or somewhere and there was all this ridiculous talk going on in the news and the world was ending, probably around the time of the recession. And I remember Jason, uh, he's big into the news back then. And he went to his friend. He said, hey, man, like the world is ending. Aren't you worried about this? How are you going to do that when we get home? And the guy was eating the cereal and just put his spoon down and said, I don't care. He's like, well, how can you not care? Right? This is our country. This is our, our future. And he was like, look, man, winners win. So whatever situation I'm thrown in, I'm going to win. And, and that's a different version of control what you can control, right? You can't control Trump tweets. You can't control oil tankers blowing up, right? You can't control anything in this world that's going on around you, right? All you can do is control how you react. And if you're a winner, you're going to find a way to win, no matter what the situation is, right? We, we've done... Um, podcast episodes before. Oh no, the, the stock markets are crashing. Everything is doomed. What do you do? Well, buy more, buy it for discount, right? You're going to win when things bounce back and they always do. You're going to win, right? Put yourself in position to always win. And I think too many people waste energy on things going around them, right? Um, complaining about this over here, complaining about that over there, or even 
looking at social media and, and, and becoming jealous of someone else that's sharing the forever going highlight reel of their, their fantasy life and you comparing yourself to them, right? That, that, don't let that affect you. We have a certain amount of energy each day, right? Use your energy on things that are going to push you in the right direction. So um, this was a habit that I changed. I used to watch CNBC and, and Bloomberg all the time every morning because some, from, from someone that walk, uh, for someone that works in the financial markets, I thought that was important. Um, I stopped. I stopped. I said, look, there is no value in me. I'm getting zero value from this, or very little value from this. Um, it's more important if I take that focus instead of looking at my charts, but then half focusing on the TV at the same time, if I just focus my full attention on the charts, I'm being a much, uh, a much better technical analyst. Now I still, I check news. I may watch it later after I'm done, but I make sure to handle me first. Right. And then if I have extra time or if there's something that is going to affect my trading, I look at it secondary. Right. But I focus on myself first. I focus on the task that I can control and that's how I analyze the charts and not what people are saying around me. So um, lastly, nope, there's a few more. Uh, make it your identity. Generally, I agree with Paul Graham that we should keep our identity small and generally I think identity politics are toxic. It's a huge advantage, however, to cultivate certain habits or commitments that are foundational to your identity. For example, it is essential to my understanding of the kind of person that I am to be punctual. Um, I also have decided that I'm the kind of person who does not miss deadlines. Um, that I see myself as a writer is also valuable because if I'm not writing, I'm not earning that image. This is um, this could be a gift and a curse, in my opinion. I think you should have an identity. I think you should have some core values that that you live by and your actions should reflect that. Um, I'm a former athlete, so if I'm not 15 minutes early, I'm late. I believe in always providing value. So everything I, I, I do, whether it's a, a YouTube video or a podcast, I ask myself the question, am I providing value, right? There are some podcasts, there are many podcast episodes I actually delete. You guys never hear it because it's it's me talking about me and maybe complaining about some problem I'm having in life. And when, I, when it's all said and done, I ask myself, is anyone getting value from this? And if the answer is no, then I, I delete it. So um, that's my identity. As a trading coach, I am the same way, right? I, I you know, if, For you guys that only watch my content on YouTube, right? I try to not just share a trading idea. I try to share a trading idea that has a lesson attached to it, some type of lesson that will help you become a better trader. I don't think there's any very little value in just saying, hey, you should buy here or sell here, right? That doesn't do anything for you long term. So I, we do want to have an identity. Um, I think that's important for having confidence as well. Um, I didn't really get started. I didn't, I didn't really start gaining confidence in myself as a trader until I admitted that I was a trader, right? For, for many years, people asked me, what do you do? And I would curl up into a little ball and say, well, you know, I'm in the financial markets. And they're like, what's that? I trade trade the financial market. I was so, so intimidated, so nervous, so embarrassed by what I was because Everyone to that point, when they say trader, you know, you're, you're, you're hit with a negative reaction. Oh, you're a, you're a gambler. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what you do. Oh, better off throwing your money into the toilet. So I was embarrassed to tell people that. Um, but when I started embracing it, when I started saying it, saying it with my chest, right? Saying it confidently, what do you do? I'm a Forex trader, right? And then instead of being embarrassed about the, the follow-up question, because most people don't know what that, know what that is. Um, I was empowered by it. In my mind, I was like, man, I, I can't, I'm proud of what I do. 
I can't wait to explain to someone what Forex is. As soon as I say I'm a Forex trader, I know I'm gonna get the question, well, what's, what's, what's Forex? Oh, let me tell you, right? I was excited about it. And I started gaining more confident in my, confidence in myself instead of kind of running away from what I was. So um, same thing with calling yourself a professional trader. I've gotten to many arguments over this about the word professional trader should be uh, only used for those working for a prop firm or for a bank. And, and hell no, right? For me, professionalism is a habit, right? If you're if you're a if, if you're a startup entrepreneur, right, and 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 your 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 business is making zero money, right? Because in those first two years, we all know, right? Those first two to five years, we all know how it goes, right? Are you not a professional because you're not making money? You're doing the process the right way, are you not? You're doing everything right. You just haven't hit that that point yet where things have started to turn around, right? That initial investment hasn't paid off, but you're still a professional, right? So, you know, I've always hated people that, oh, unless you work for them, you're a professional. No, I, I'm an independent professional trader, right? I'm a professional trader. Well, who do you work for? I work for myself. That's who I work for. I work for myself and I'm a professional because I do things the right way. I have these habits, these routines that we just discussed and I treat my business like a profession. I don't just wake up and, and do do something different every day. I wake up at a very specific time. My trading day starts at a very specific time. I analyze and review my trades at a very specific time in a very specific way. I track my data in a very specific way. I file my taxes in a very specific way, right? It is, it is a professional approach. And I think once you start calling yourself that, you're more likely to do it. Or... Here's another famous Akil store, or you can do what I did in the past where you literally wake up, shower, put on a suit and tie, walk outside, hop into your car, drive around the block, come back. Hopefully your parking space is still there. I lived on a very small one-way street, so they're like, cars were like vultures just circling, waiting for parking spots. But this was like five o'clock in the morning, so hopefully more people were leaving and coming in. But repark, get out the car, take the jacket off, put it on the back of the chair, sit down at the laptop and start trading. That was how, that was a method I used to trick myself into the professional mindset. Um, it's very hard to see yourself as a professional when you're working from a dirty bedroom, right? That's what I was working in. Uh, it wasn't dirty, but it was a, you know, there's a bed in the background. You don't really feel professional with a bed in the background. Um, so for me, that was a way that I tricked myself to kind of like a pattern interrupt, a reset, like, hey, I'm actually going into work. I am leaving the a keel bedroom. I'm leaving my bedroom. I'm leaving my house and I'm returning to my office. And it just happened uh, that they look very similar. Um, but that's an approach as well to kind of help shift the mindset. All right. Last one. Um, keep it simple. Or yeah, yeah. Keep it simple. We'll, we'll maybe one more bonus. Most people are way too obsessed with productivity and optimization. They want to know all the tools a successful writer or an artist uses because they think that's what makes these individuals so great. In reality, they are great because they love what they do and they have something that they're trying to say. And, and this is, this is again, goes back to what you're driven by. We, we, we had a podcast episode talking about finding your dream job and how it should kind of fit three categories. There should be a monetary reward. There should be some type of fulfillment um, and it should be something you're passionate about, something you're good at, right? When you're, when you're passionate about something, it, it's, you're no longer, I guess you're still laboring, but it's a labor of love, right? You love what you do. I, I say this every day. People, you know, there's this whole kind of thing. Oh, Mondays suck. I hate Mondays beginning of the week, right? Dude, I can't wait for Mondays. Right. I, I'm, it, the weekends are boring to me because the markets aren't moving and I can't do what I love. Right. 
Sunday, I'm like, ooh, yeah, five o'clock, baby. Ooh, yeah, right? Martin, and a lot of the traders I work with are the same way, right? I, I, I love waking up each morning, right? The, for me, the markets are a puzzle, right? It's a puzzle. It's, it's, it's a challenge every day. It's an adventure every day, right? So I wake up in the morning and I, I'm excited about popping up out of my bed at five o'clock because I get to start my day. I get to do something I love. In fact, what's much harder for me, at least in the beginning of my trading career before I had kids, was, was getting away from the charts, right? One of the, the negatives of trading is being a slave to your chart, watching it too much. So it was hard for me to say, hey, Keel, get away from the charts until, until for four hours. That was hard. Um, made it a little bit easier now that I have kids and, and, and time is and, and obviously a trading business and it's just only trading um, or trading coaching business. But yeah, I, I wake up and love what I do because I'm, I'm passionate about it. And when you're passionate about something, you don't need extra motivation to be productive. Um, you want to be. And when you want to do something, you do the best work you can. So that's a good one. Last is uh, pick yourself up when you fall. The path to self-improvement is rocky and slipping and tripping is inevitable. Um, you'll forget to do your push-ups. You'll cheat on your diet, blah, 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 blah. In other words, when you mess up, come back to the habits you've been working on. Come back to the ideas in this post. Don't quit because you're not perfect. Yeah, and you're never going to be perfect, guys. Understand that, right? There's no perfect strategy in trading. You're going to oversleep. You're going to have days where you forget the journal, right? It's okay. Right. We don't have to be perfect. We just have to be as consistent as possible, consistent as possible. We're even talking about trading mistakes. Right. I still make trading mistakes from time to time. Now, they're at a very low percentage. Right. I may make one mistake out of every 100 trades, but they're still there. And, and that's OK. You can't beat yourself too much over it. You just have to kind of get yourself back on track um, and then try to have more good days than bad days. Right. Try to win more days than days you lose. So hopefully this helps, guys. Um, Again, I apologize for kind of the, we have like a little stutter period in between, but I'm not the best reader. That's why I trade and I don't read. But again, the article is called How to Develop Better Habits in 2019. Uh, forget resolutions. These simple proven methods can make lasting changes in your life. It's by Ryan Holiday. I will put a link uh, to this article in the show notes. Also in the show notes, it encourages you to uh, not only rate and review this podcast on iTunes, that's a massive help, but to make sure you join our brand new Trading Coach Podcast Facebook group. Again, I've been inspired kind of by the work my buddy's been doing at TEDx and TED Circles where I just think we're gonna have a bigger impact if instead of giving me feedback on these, um, these podcasts kind of privately. Um, I love the private messages. Don't get me wrong. But I think when we can bring these together and discuss it as a group as well, I think it's going to have a much bigger impact. And then we can take kind of the new knowledge learned that way and spread it out to our different communities, to our different connections. Um, so just uh, go to facebook.com, uh, just type in trading coach podcast, and it should show up group apply and I'll let you in. All right. Take care. Until next time, find your trade, trade your plan.